यशोदानंदनाजनरंजनामुनतीरावनचारी यमुनतीरावनचारी Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vashadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda श्री कृष्णा चैतान्या प्रभु नित्यानंदा श्री अद्वैता गदाधर श्रीवाशादिगोर भक्तवृंदा Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय प्रभुपदा 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 श्रीला प्रभुपदा जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जय ओम विष्णुपाद परम हंस परिवृजकाचार्य अस्तोत्र सतशी श्रीमती डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐसी भक्तिवेदन्त स्वामी श्री प्रभुपाद की श्री श्री गौरनिताय की श्री श्री राधा वल्लभ की श्री श्री जगन्नाथ बलदेश्वर माई की अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की नित गौर प्रेमानंदे नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 
नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्ण सो टुडे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर नंबर नाइन and the title of the chapter is prahlad pacifies the lord with praise text number 19 seven chapter 7 chapter 9 text number 19 i will spend 30 seconds if you don't mind just telling you what this verse means and then we will sing it together so that when we recite we can recite with the meaning is that okay सो बालस्य नेह शरणम पितरो नरसिंह सो बालस्य मीन्स चिल्ड्रन एंड शरणम मीन्स सरेंडर वी ऑलरेडी नो दिस वर्ड एंड पितरो मीन्स द पेरेंट्स सो दिस इज प्रेयस बाय प्रहलाद महाराज टू नरसिंह देव ऑफ कोर्स एंड प्रहलाद इज सेइंग दैट द पेरेंट्स फॉर द चिल्ड्रन हु आर सरेंडर टू द पेरेंट्स दे कैन नॉट बी सपोर्टेड एंड प्रोटेक्टेड बाय द पेरेंट्स फर्स्ट लाइन सेकंड लाइन नारतस्य च अगदम सो अर्था मीन्स डिजीज and agadam prabhupada translates as medicine so those who are surrendered to the medicines and the doctors and the physicians they cannot also be supported by them and protected by them and then majjato nahu majjato means drowning and nahu means boat so those who are drowning in the river or in the ocean cannot be protected by the boat when and then we go to the last line tavat upekshita nam for those who are not protected by the lord nothing else can protect them such as parents cannot protect the children medicines cannot protect the diseased people diseased patients and the boat cannot protect the man who is drowning if they are not ultimately protected by the lord so with that let's try to recite this verse yeah बालस्यनेहशरनम पितरो नरसिंह बालस्यनेहशरनम पितरो नरसिंह नाथस्यागदमुदनवती मज्जतो नहु नाथस्यागदमुदनवती मज्जतो नहु तप्त तत्प्रतिविधीर्यहांजश्रेष्ठ बालस्यनेहशरनम पितरो नरसिंह नाथस्यागदमुदनवती मज्जतो नहु तप्त तत्प्रतिविधीर्यहांजश्रेष्ठ 
ताव्विभोतनुभृतामत्वदुपेक्षितानामनार्तस्यचागदमुदनवतिमज्जतोनहुतप्तस्यतत्प्रतिविधिर्यइहांजसेष्टस् ताव्विभोतनुभृतामत्वदुपेक्षितानामनार्तस्यचागदमुदनवतिमज्जतोनौ तप्तस्यतत्प्रतिविधिर्यइहांजसेष्टस्तावद्विभोतनुभृतामत्वदुपेक्षितानामवश्यलिहासरणं नार्तस्यचागदमुदनवतिमज्जतोनहु तप्तस्यतत्प्रतिविधिर्यान्जसेष्टस तावद्विभोतनुभृतामत्वदुपेक्षितानाम मतजिस बालस्यनेहशरनं पितरों नरशिम्हा तार्तस्यचागदमुदनवतिमज्जतोनुहु तप्तस्यतत्प्रतिविधिर्यायिहांजसेष्टस तावद्विभोतनुभृतामत्वदुपेक्षितानाम बालस्यनेहशरनं पितरों नरशिम्हा नार्तस्यचागदमुदनवतिमज्जतोनु तप्तस्यतत्प्रतिविधिर्यायिहांजसेष्टस तावद्विभोतनुभृतामत्वदुपेक्षितानाम Adults, no? Balasya neha sharanam pitarau narshimha Nartasya chagadamudanvati majjatonuhu Taptasya tatprati vidhirya ihanja seshtas तावद् विभोतनुभृताम् त्वदुपेक्षितानाम् बालस्य of a little child न not इहा in this world शरणम् shelter protection पितरों the father and mother नरशिम्हा 
आउ माय लॉर्ड नरसिमहादेव न निदा आर्तस्या ऑफ अ पेशन सफरिंग फ्रॉम सम डिजीज च ऑल्सो अगदम मेडिसन उदनवती इन द वॉटर ऑफ द ओशन मज्जता ऑफ अ पेशन हु इज ड्राउनिंग नाहु द बोट तप्तस्य ऑफ अ पेशन सफरिंग फ्रॉम अ कंडीशन ऑफ मटेरियल मिजरी तत्प्रतिविधि द काउंटर एक्शन इन्वेंटेड फॉर स्टॉपिंग द सफरिंग ऑफ मटेरियल एग्जिस्टेंस यह दैट विच यह इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड अंजसा वेरी इजली इष्टा एक्सेप्टेड एज अ रेमेडी तावत सिमिलरली विभो औ माय लॉर्ड औ सुप्रीम तनुभृताम ऑफ द लिविंग एंटिटीज हु हैव एक्सेप्टेड मटेरियल बॉडीज त्वत उपेक्षिता नाम रिमेम्बर दिस वर्ड एज वेल त्वत उपेक्षिता नाम दिस इज वॉट प्रोपाद इज एक्सप्लेनिंग इन इज पोपोर्ट या सो विल कम बैक टू दिस टेक्नोलॉजी सो जस्ट रिमेम्बर दिस एट द बैक ऑफ यूर माइंड उपेक्षिता नाम हु आर निग्लेक्टेड बाई यू एंड नॉट एक्सेप्टेड बाई यू ट्रांसलेशन एंड पोपोर्ट बाशिवलाोपात की माई लोट नरसिमहदेव औ सुप्रीम बिकॉज ऑफ बोडली कॉन्सेप्शन ऑफ लाइफ Embodied souls neglected and not cared for by you cannot do anything for their betterment. Whatever remedies they accept, although perhaps temporarily beneficial, are certainly impermanent. For example, a father and mother cannot protect their child. A physician and medicine cannot relieve a suffering patient. and a boat on the ocean cannot protect a drowning man we'll read the translation again by breaking it down little bit yeah prahlad maharaj is praying to narsimhadev oh my lord narsimhadev oh supreme because of bodily conception of life embodied souls neglected so this is the point embodied souls who are neglected and not cared for by the lord so in other words once for those who have chosen to be neglected by the lord in other words you know the non devotees whatever remedies they accept although perhaps temporarily beneficial that's the main point also prahlad maharaj makes yeah that the remedies the material remedies that we take are sometimes beneficial and we know this with experience but the benefit is only temporary are certainly impermanent and then prahlad maharaj gives three examples try to register these three examples as well i'll ask you okay for example a father and mother cannot protect their child example number 1 a father or mother cannot protect their child if the child is not surrendered to the lord first example second example a physician and medicine cannot relieve a suffering patient doctors cannot save a patient if the patient is not surrendered to the lord and third one a boat on the ocean cannot protect a drowning man if the passengers on the boat are not surrendered to the lord titanic comes to mind yeah <laughs> can't go past that in popot mashallah popot popot the rights of long popot and we'll enjoy the popot yeah we'll break it down as we go so that we register the points as he writes rather than just reading in one shot popot through parental and propat picks up on the three examples now yeah that's how he begins his lecture 
through parental care one, through remedies for different kinds of disease two, and through means of protection on the water three. And Prabhupada, Prahlad Maharaj said the protection in the water is the third example, remember? And Prabhupada is so genius, yeah? Prabhupada lifts it to another level. Just look at how Prabhupada is so sweet, yeah? And how Prabhupada adds to this. I'll read this again. Through parental care one, through remedies for different kinds of disease two, and through means of protection on the water, which was three. And Prabhupada continues, in the air and on the land. <laughs> so Prahlad Maharaj stopped on the water. Prabhupada takes it to the air and on the land to say, nowhere you can be protected. Why, does, why do you think Prabhupada takes it to the air and the land? In the water, and water was what, what Prahlad Maharaj said, but Prabhupada takes it to air and the land. I was thinking of this, why did Prabhupada broaden it so much? And one answer came to me, but I want to see what you think. Anybody who's awake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had the same thought. Because Irinakashapu was given the boon that he cannot be killed anywhere, right? The land, air, and water. And Prabhupada picks up on that. I think that's the answer. Anybody else had another answer? There's no right or wrong answer. That, that's what I thought. That's what Prabhu is also thinking. Hmm? So protection on the water, in the air, and on the land. There is always an endeavor for relief from various kinds of suffering in the material world. But none of them are guaranteed measures for protection. So Prabhupada makes the point that all these material remedies are not the guaranteed measures for protection. So that opens up a question, right? What is therefore a guaranteed measure? And we'll park that question in the back of our mind for now. We'll keep going. They may be beneficial temporarily. Prabhupada acknowledges the fact that material remedies can be beneficial temporarily. And this is one of a very typical question that we get asked, yeah? And we ourselves ask of ourselves. Hmm? If we are, given that we are surrendered to the Lord, do we need to go to the doctors? <laughs> Do we need to do financial planning? Do we need to do budgeting? Do we need to you know, invest in houses? Do we need to go to office? <laughs> this is a very fundamental question that we get asked at the beginning of our Krishna consciousness. Or should we just come to the temple and chant Hare Krishna 24 by 7? Which we can't do anyway. <laughs> so if you're not going to office, I don't know what we will do. But in any case, Prabhupada acknowledges here. And this is and Prabhupada will elaborate on this couple of times. So just, now this is an answer to a very, very basic question. Very, very frequently asked question. Prabhupada writes, therefore, they may be beneficial temporarily, point number one, but they afford no permanent benefit. Despite the presence, and then Prabhupada now elaborates on the three examples. Despite the presence of a father and mother, a child cannot be protected from accidental death. Disease and various other miseries. No one can help, including the parents. Ultimately, the shelter is the Lord, and one who takes shelter of the Lord is protected. So the final protection comes from the Lord, not from the parents. But that does not mean that parents should not care for their children. That is also required, Prabhupada acknowledges. But the ultimate protection is the Lord. Prabhupada continues. This is guaranteed. Hmm? Remember Prabhupada opened up by saying that remedial measures are not a guaranteed measure of protection. And now Prabhupada brings in the guaranteed measure of protection. And that is what? What is the guaranteed measure of protection? Protection from the Lord. Very nice. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 9.31, Kaunteya pratijanihi name bhakta pranashyati auson of kunti. Declare it boldly that my devotees never perishes. Therefore, unless one is protected by the mercy of the Lord, no remedial measure can act effectively. 
One should consequently depend fully on the causeless mercy of the Lord. Although as a met, okay, now this is another important point, yeah? I'll, I'll slow down on this, if you can register. Although as a matter of routine duty, one must, of course, accept other remedial measures. Hmm? Prabhupada reiterates his point that other remedial measures such as going to the doctor and taking out insurance and doing financial planning is, should be done through, though as a matter of routine duty. You can memorize these words because this is effectively what we can preach. Yeah? This is a bulletproof answer. Although as a matter of routine duty, one must of course accept other remedial measures. Sometimes people ask this question as well. Should we go to counselors? And what's the answer? This is the answer. Although as a matter of routine duty, one must of course accept other remedial measures. This is coming to the professional counselors. No one can protect one who is neglected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this material world, everyone is trying to counteract the onslaught of material nature. But everyone is ultimately fully controlled by material nature. Therefore, even though the so-called philosophers and scientists try to surmount the onslaught of material nature, they have not been able to do so. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 13.9 that the real sufferings of the material world are, material world are four. Janma, Mirtu, Jara, Vyadhi, birth, death, old age and disease. In the history, and Prabhupada, just look at this line, so sweet. In the history of the world, no one has been successful in conquering these miseries imposed by material nature. So Prabhupada, to make his point more emphatic, he says that not even in the history of the world, anybody has survived these four things. So what are the chances that you and I can survive Janma, Mirtu, Jaravyadi? Zero chance. So that's why Prabhupada used the word guarantee. And Prabhupada substantiates his usage of the word guarantee by quoting on the precedence to say in the history of mankind, nobody has been able to escape Janma, Mirtu, Jaravyadi. So, how, so why do we think we can escape it? Then Prabhupada continues, Prakriti Kremanani Gunahi Karmani Sarvasha. Nature, Prakriti is so strong that no one can overcome her stringent laws. Just Mataji, a little bit, yeah, little bit softer. So-called scientists, philosophers, religionists and politicians should therefore conclude that they cannot offer facilities to the people in general. They should make vigorous propaganda to awaken the populace and raise them to the platform of Krishna consciousness. Our humble attempt to propagate the Krishna consciousness movement all over the world is the only remedy. Not parents, not doctors and not the not the bow. Is the only remedy that can bring about a peaceful and happy life. We can never be happy without the mercy of the Supreme Lord. What Upekshitanam. If we keep displeasing our Supreme Father, we shall never be happy within this material world in either the upper or lower planetary systems. Omagyanati Mirandhasya. Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militamiena Tasme Shri Guruhe Nama Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve 
गौरवानी प्रचारिने निर्विशेषा सुन्यवादी पाश्चात्यादेशातारिने जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्या प्रभु नित्यानंदा श्री यद्वैता गदाधार श्रीवाशदी गौरभक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे very nice you have concluded the lecture that was my concluding line so i'll start from the conclusion okay so we will just repeat what we have said for a few minutes and then we'll we'll uh, elaborate on it right so the context of this particular text is that uh, lord narasimha dev has appeared in a past time that we are all familiar with uh, lord narasimha dev has killed hirnakashapu hmm? and uh, and narasimha dev is pretty angry at the moment you know he is fuming and the demigods are trying to appease him albeit unsuccessfully hmm? even you can come this side if you don't mind yeah you can come this side if you don't mind so the demigods are trying to appease uh, lord narasimha dev uh, unsuccessfully and uh, even the likes of indra and lord shiva are not not able to you know uh, to pacify the lord at the moment and then at this point in time lord brahma request prahlad maharaj hmm, to step forward and trying to uh, pacify lord narasimha dev and there is a very good lesson actually we can learn immediately from the context itself that the question that comes is why were the demigods not able to pacify lord narasimha dev now that hirnakashapu has been killed why is the lord still so angry and prabhupada tells us you know this is so useful for us to say that the the reason that the devatas have not been able to pacify the lord is because the lord is actually also angry with the demigods lord was super angry with uh, hirnakashapu for sure no doubt but then why was the lord angry with the demigods and prabhupada explains that the lord was angry with the demigods by saying that when my devotee prahlad maharaj was in danger how come none of you cared to protect him so here just see the lord is angry even with his mishra devotees demigods because they had not protected another devotee now what is the lesson for us our situation is at least i should say mine and i'm sure most of you are also in my same bucket our situation is different we offend devotees if the lord is not happy with the demigods for not protecting the prahlad not protecting prahlad maharaj whom the demigods had not offended no demigods had not done anything wrong as such apart from not protecting so if the lord can be angry with them for not taking action against an wrong doing what sort of actions the lord will take against us for doing something wrong so whenever you know we go into a devotee conflict we should be extremely careful the lord is not going to pardon us the only solution to that is what well of course seek forgiveness from the devotee but better than that is what don't offend the devotees <laughs> cut you know nip it in the bud as the americans say no don't offend the devotees there's no need to ask for forgiveness no so devotee devotee aparad is number one vaishnava aparad as we know so we have to be extremely careful now prabhupada also explains that there is another reason why narasimha dev is still fuming and 
Prabhupada explains that the reason for that is the Lord wanted Prahlad Maharaj to actually step forward <laughs> and then given the opportunity to pray to the Lord will glorify Narasimha Dev. So the Lord is always Bhakta Vatsala as we know. He is always willing the devotee to take all the prestige and all the uh, prominence over him. Again, lesson for us. Our problem is what? We want prominence. <laughs> we want prestige. We want to be praised. But the Lord is always ready to give all the praise to his devotees and remain in the background. And we know this. Right? Krishna, no, Arjun took all the uh, heroism and Krishna was just silent. Hanuman took all the heroism from Ramayana and Lord Ram is silent. You know, like that. So two lessons for us learned. Yeah? Don't offend the devotees. It's very dangerous. For our spiritual growth, devotee offense is very dangerous. Number two, always try to glorify the devotees and the Lord. You know, rather than seeking self glory. Anyway, that was the context. In terms of the text of the verse itself, Prahlad Maharaj is saying that notwithstanding all the protection that we can get, nobody, nothing is going to ultimately protect us if the Lord is not willing to protect us. And the Lord doesn't protect those who, cho who choose not to be protected by the Lord. The Lord is neutral. If we surrender to Him, then He takes care of us. If we don't surrender to Him, then material nature takes care of us. Ultimately, the Lord takes care. So, choice is ours. So, if this is the Lord, and this is the material nature, and this is the Jiva, so Jiva has the choice to be directly protected by the Lord and we are blissing out in this situation, we are happy. Or we can surrender to the material nature which is controlled by the Lord and then therefore suffer for the sins that we have committed. And Prabhupada explains in the purport that the stringent laws of material nature is very, very rigid. It will not let us lose. For things that we have done, it will capture us and punish us. And no matter what medicines we take, when the sinful reactions come, the medicine will not take us. We may have all the richness of the world. We may have all the insurance. We may have all the greatest of doctors present. But if the Lord is not willing to protect us, then nothing will save us. If we are drowning, in, if we are traveling in the sea, and we may have the best of the cruise ship, Titanic, and if it's sinking, if the Lord doesn't want to protect us, then that will not save us. We may have the best of the parents, but if the Lord is not willing to protect us, then the parents cannot protect us. Now, conversely, we may not have the best of the medicines. <laughs> if the Lord wants to protect us, nobody will be able to kill us, whether it's COVID or the cousin of COVID. <laughs> nothing, will pro nothing will be able to kill us. The boat may be sinking, Everybody is dying and drowning in the titanic collapse. But a small floating object may save us because the Lord is willing to protect us. We may have the worst of the parents like Hiranyakashipu. But if the Lord wants to protect us, then nobody can kill us. As Mahatma Prabhu said, Mare Krishna, Ra Prabhupada quoted this, no? Mare Krishna, Rake Kaun. Rake Krishna Marekon. You know, if the Lord wants to kill us, nothing can protect us. And vice versa, if the Lord wants to protect us, nothing can kill us. So, so and Prabhupada also said, you know, this particular line, as a matter of routine duty, one must of course accept the remedial measures. So that's, let's explain, let's, let's register that. So, as I said, you know, typical question, should we do this, should we do this, should we go to office, should we take insurance, should we do financial planning, should our children even go to school? 
some of you are smiling to say the answer is should be now <laughs> so should we do all this and of course the answer is that this is just common sense we have we don't have to be fanatics in krishna consciousness that none of these things are required trust me if we have to take no matter how many extra rounds you chant i don't think the two take will go away use common sense go to a dentist not going to the dentist is irresponsible now if we are pure devotees maybe another thing you know maybe it will go away <laughs> but certainly at my level you know two take means go to the dentist if you have a problem in the marriage go to a counselor you know if you are working plan to retire do your financial planning send your kids to school no they should be educated no, they should find work devotees can open up businesses this is just all ordinary day you no know, daily life and these things are required but what we our prayer should be just as uh, prahlad maharaj is praying to narsimha dev the mood of our prayer should be oh my supreme lord i have made this material arrangements as a matter of my routine duty but i know that these things are not my eventual protectors they are my apparent protectors ultimately it all rests on you if you so desire whatever let that may happen but oh my lord also please reveal to me what is your plan in my life so what is your plan in my life i'm making my plans dependent i let me rephrase i would like to make my plans dependent on your plans so my dear lord reveal to me your plan so that i can also make it my plans align to your plan and that's devotion hmm? so don't neglect material duties at the same time take material duties as a matter of dependence on the lord now in this regard yes prahlad maharaj is praying you know to say what we, yes prabhu yeah how can we know that lord's plans because we are not able to access his plans yeah Yeah so the question was you know uh, how do we know that our our thinking is aligned with the lord two points on that one is that uh, it is very difficult to know the lord's plan <laughs> even bhishma dev says to pandavas you know it is very difficult to know the lord's plan but then bhishma dev says to the pandavas follow the lord's plan hmm? so prabhupad breached that gap by saying that we can know the lord's plan by surrendering to the lord's devotee hmm? and that is the necessity of having a guru in life hmm? guru is who one who is tattva darshina tattva darshi tattva darshi means what darshi means vision and tattva means the truth so the the spiritual master knows the truth how does he know the truth how does he know the lord's plan because he has seen the lord's plan so once we surrender to the spiritual master he is able to reveal us the lord's plan and he guides us when we go you know take the exit from the freeway to prematurely then he recalibrates our gps <laughs> no guru parampara system he recalibrates our gps to bring us back on the right lane so that we can march so yeah temporary pauses and exits may be okay as long as we don't lose sight of the lord's plan in another and third point to make is that the lord's plan is very easy surrender to him sarva dharman pratyaja mam ekam sharanam how how much more difficult it can be and how do we surrender to the lord that could be another question because krishna said just surrender to me but how do we surrender to the lord well it's pretty easy prabhupad has given the regime from morning 4:30 to evening 9 o'clock what else do we need no it's all blueprint 
Once we go to the office, now our job description is already there. So Prabhupada has already given us our devotee description. <laughs> this is what you do, this is what you don't do. Not too hard at all. So in a very simple way, it's all revealed. In a more complicated way, Guru will direct us if we go wrong. Yeah? Does that help you? Yeah, sure. Okay. So back to the point. So uh, I was saying, Prakshit Maharaj also asked Sukhdeva Goswami a very similar question. You know, when uh, Prakshit Maharaj saw the suffering of the Kalyugaites, you know, out of full compassion, he asked Sukhdeva Goswami this question to say, what is the remedy for them? What remedy can the people in Kalyug take to, uh, to, you know, to reduce their suffering or to you know, remove the suffering altogether? And Sukhdeva Goswami gives, first of all, the remedy of Karma Kanda, and I'll speak on that, you know. Sukhdeva Goswami says that depending on the gravity of our sin that we have done, in the scriptures there are different, different kind of Karma Kanda remedies. Hmm? Such as do this demigod worship, that demigod worship, so on and so forth. And Sukhdeva Goswami talks about Prayaschita, hmm? which means what? Which means atonement. Hmm? So, there's a difference between, by the way, there's a difference between Paschatap and Prayaschita. Hmm? What is the difference? Paschatap means uh, remembering the wrong that we have done internally, but not making any action. So it's more like a feeling of remorse, you no, know, or guilt. I'm feeling bad that I have done something, but there is no solid actions, you no, know, to uh, to not to not to repeat those actions or to mitigate those actions. Whereas prayaschitta is different, you no. Know? Prayaschitta means again, it, it's an it's an uh, expansion of paschatap whereby we acknowledge the wrong we have done and take solid actions not to reincar those or not to not to incur those activities not to do those activities again so Sukhdeva Goswami talks about atonement to nullify our or to at least nullify or reduce our sinful reactions that are coming to come our way now this doesn't sound very devotee talk yeah because you know, we don't go in that direction and why does Sukhdeva Goswami give this remedy he was just testing Parikshit, uh, Parikshit Maharaj to say whether he will be satisfied with this solution. And of course, Parikshit Maharaj was not. So when Parikshit Maharaj looked a little amused, Sukhdeva Goswami said, Parikshit Maharaj actually said that the solution that you have given to me sounds like an elephant bathing. Now, this is Canto 5 of Bhagavatam. You know? An elephant, when it bathes in the river, it goes back and immediately sprinkles all the dust on its body. So what's the point of doing Prayaschitta when we're going to do the sin again? So Sukhdeva Goswami says, another remedy is what? Do Jnana Karma, Jnana Kanda. From Karma Kanda to Jnana Kanda. What is Jnana Kanda? He acknowledges that people, if you do Prayaschitta, we are still ignorant. And that's why we do the sinful activities again. But if we have enlightenment through Jnana, then we will not do those activities. So it's enlightening. You know? So Avidya is the cause of sinful activity. Vidya is the cause of Good activities. So he said, get enlightenment. Now, Parikshit Maharaj was not satisfied again. He said, even if there is enlightenment, the desire to... So, ignorance has gone with enlightenment, but the desire has not gone. The desire is still in the heart to do sinful activities. So, Parikshit Maharaj quotes the example of, like how the bamboo is you know, burnt in the forest fire. When the bamboo is burnt in the forest fire, the root of the bamboo still remains. And when the climatic conditions are just about right, and if there is sufficient flow, or no, downpour of rain, then the bamboo grows again. So when the sinful desires in the heart, what is the use of knowledge if the desire is not eradicated? It will, it will grow again. So Parikshit Maharaj was not satisfied with that answer either. 
And then ultimately, finally, Sukhdev Goswami gave him the, you know, the final conclusive answer that he always wanted to give to say, Bhakti is the cause of, Bhakti is the best remedy that can eradicate our sinful desires. And Bhakti has got two benefits. One, it nullifies our sinful reactions to the to the, to the degree of our surrender to the Lord in proportion, yethamam prapadyante, to the degree that we surrender to the Lord, charnagati, to that degree our sinful reactions are removed, one benefit. And the other one is that it removes the sinful desire from the heart of the person. So when the desire is removed, then we don't do those activities again. And at that point in time, Sukhdeva Goswami quoted the famous Ajamila pastime to say how Ajamila, you know, when he chanted the name of the Lord helplessly, how the Lord protected him. You know, when the Yamadutas were ready to take him to Yamalok, you know, the Vishnudutas came and protected. So again, see, Ajamila story, hmm? how the Lord protected Ajamila. Let's look at, so from, so that was from Kendo 5 of Srimad Bhagavatam, yeah. Let's look at some of our own examples that we can perhaps resonate more with, yeah, in terms of how the Lord has protected. And before that, I'll make this point, you know, a lot of times uh, we are a preaching movement, right? Krishna consciousness is a preaching movement. We are all preachers. Some of us are you know, frontline preachers, some of us are back office preachers, but we are all preachers. Prabhupada said we are in a preaching movement. So, a lot of times when it comes to frontline preaching, hmm, uh, some people are um, worried about their image. You know? I am shy of speaking in public. What if I make a mistake? You know? Now, when it comes to preaching, you know, some level of risk is good to take. When we take the risk in saving the Lord, the Lord gets very pleased. And who's the ultimate protector? The Lord is ultimate protector anyway. You know? So we may be shy, we may be scared, we may be afraid to speak or do any seva. But if we have that full faith and dependence on the Lord, then rest assured, everything will line up. And even if there is some embarrassment, so what? What's the big deal? No. It's the, it's the self-ego, you know? it's the false ego that, that, is the in, inhib, uh, uh, that inhibits us from actually you know, uh, growing in our potential that the Lord has given us. So if we just let the ego go that we will be embarrassed or we will make mistakes, then there is nothing to fear. So always be dependent. And with that examples, when we go back to the, you know, to the initial days of Krishna consciousness, when, you know, you, when we read salted bread, for example, there's just so many devotees who took so much risk for Srila Prabhupada and so much risk for their devotion. And we know very well with the history behind us, with the benefit of hindsight, how the Lord protected them at every single stage. They may have been uh, beaten, they may have been jailed, but they were blissing out in Krishna consciousness. And what is better, to be inside the jail and be happy? or outside the jail and suffering. Krishna consciousness is blissful anyway. It doesn't matter. Prabhupada said in the air, in the land or in the water. It's always blissful. Jayapataka Swami, His Holiness Jayapataka Swami, another example that comes to mind, you know. I don't know whether he, the medicine works on him or he works on the medicines. <laughs> it's very confusing sometimes, you know. you know. The Lord wants to protect him, fully stop. Come COVID, come some organ failure, come whatever. He's not going to go until the Lord has uh, used him, no, Nimitta Matram, 
in propagating Krishna consciousness. And all of us, every single person in Krishna, in, in Iskon, is always inspired by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami. Now, whether we are His disciples or not, doesn't matter. We are always inspired by Him. And what is that one factor that inspires us the most in Him? Is His ability to continue Krishna consciousness, consciousness amidst all apparent calamities that may come in our life. No? We may get little headache and, you know, may, may not be able to finish our 16 rounds. No. I mean, Krishna, you know, 13 has been done, but 3 is to go and I'm getting a migraine. So with little migraine, you know, sometimes we sit back and think to do these 3 rounds today or leave it for tomorrow. And of course we should not leave it for tomorrow. No? 16 rounds means 16 rounds today. Krishna did not, Prabhupada did not say you have to change average 16 rounds. <laughs> he said you have to change the minimum 16 rounds daily. Yeah? So it has to be changed. We can't change 16 today and 19 tomorrow. Of course, in case of emergencies, there are always exceptions. But we should not create emergencies ourselves. Yeah? So like that. So Japataka Swami Maharaj, you know, he's always uh, displaying to us, you know, the purport of today's purport, hmm? which is Krishna consciousness in all situations and the Lord will surely undoubtedly protect us and Prabhupada used the word guaranteed. If we surrender to the Lord, the Lord is guaranteed to protect us. Minus that surrender to the Lord, the best of medicines and best of physicians and doctors may not save a person. You know, so real life example. So, yeah, so always, you know, as I said, take some risk, you know, in Krishna consciousness for our own development and for the development of the others. If we don't take risk, we may survive. But if we take risk, we thrive. So in Krishna consciousness, if we want to thrive, take risk for Krishna. No, go out and preach. Now Prabhupada also in his purport quoted this verse, if you remember, 9.31 Kaunteya pratijanihi name bhakta pranasyati O Arjuna, declare it boldly that my devotee never Perishes. All of us know everything, right? It's like, you know, because when I was reading it as well, the purport, and I kind of read like this, uh, Our son of Kunti declared boldly that my devotee never, and all of you said perishes, before even I could get there. <laughs> this is how much, you know, uh, Melbourne is so strong with education, yeah? Even you know, all the kids know this as well. So the devotee never perishes. Now, I want to elaborate on this verse as well, because this is another verse that sometimes gets... Uh, uh, let's say misinterpreted, no, or, or, or misconceived. So when Krishna says to Arjun that declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes, it means, it does not mean first of all, <laughs> that we should intentionally continue to do mistakes and Krishna will protect us. It's not a, a free license or guarantee for us to do no matter what we want to do and, and then take it as a warranty that Krishna will save us. Now, what Krishna means is that if we do unintentional mistakes, the Lord is there to redirect us to the path of Krishna consciousness. Krishna is not looking at our lapses. Krishna is looking at what we are actually doing right rather than what we are doing wrong. It does not mean that he is oblivious to our wrongdoings. It does not mean that. It is just that as a good father, you know, we look at what the children are doing positive rather than what the children are doing negative. But we are not oblivious to what they are doing negative because we know that that can become bigger and bigger over time. Yeah? But you know, it's said in management terms, you know, a good manager praises his 
uh, I was about to say praises his uh, disciple. <laughs> praises so used to Krishna consciousness jargon sitting on the Vyasa side. A good manager praises his staff nine times before he criticizes him. So <clears throat> Krishna looks at the nine things we have done right before he punishes us for the wrong thing that we have done like that. He's a gentleman, right? He treats us very nicely. So Shipram Bhavati Dharmatma, yeah? Shashvat. Shashwat Shantim Nighachati Kauntaya Prati Janimi Name Bhaktaya Pranashyati So declared boldly So then you know, the, Another question that Sub question that gets raised is that to say Actually the mistakes that we do Is that Krishna's plan? Everything comes from Krishna we say right? So are our mistakes also coming from Krishna? Has Krishna planned us to do these mistakes For which He will uh, he will uh, give us amnesty and then redirect us back to Krishna consciousness. Is that the answer? That is not the answer. Hmm? Our mistakes are not Krishna's plan. But Krishna's plan is so broad and, uh, and uh, uh, so uh, stringent, not stringent, it's so resilient that our mistakes are included in his plan. I'll repeat. Krishna does not plan us to make mistakes. But Krishna's plan is so resilient that our mistakes are incorporated in his plan. I'll give you an example to make a point, to make the point. When the children go to school, the teachers do not plan the students to fail. But those students who fail are also part of the school's plan. And what is the school's plan for these children's children who fail? They can retake the subject, you know, or they can retake the whole year in that class. So the failure on the part of the students is not the It's not uh, the plan of the law uh, of the school, but the school is still plans for the failure, <laughs> or school is still plans for the children who will actually fail. So both ways. So point I'm making is now we should not we should not uh, you know. Dump it on Krishna to say, you know, that you forced us or you desired for me not to come to the temple and therefore I didn't come to the temple. Now, a lot of time people say this, right? You know, it's, uh, it's very typical from where I come from, you know, from a Fijian background. People will say, when the Lord desires, then I will come to the temple. Hmm? I, some of you are smiling, so maybe you can relate to it. Uh, that's not true at all, yeah. What is the truth? The truth is that the Lord is always desiring for us to come. But we are stubborn not to come. And what is our stubbornness? Parents looking after them, children looking after them, working, collecting money, building the boat that will save us <laughs> when it capsizes. So we put all the faith in our parents, in our children, in our school, in our job, in our office, in whatever we do. And what Prahlad Maharaj is saying is that, my dear brothers and sisters, those things will not save us. Prabhupada said, Janma, Mirtu, Jara, Vyadi, four problems of life. What are the four problems? How do we know these are the four problems of life? It is common to all, nobody wants it and nobody avoids it. CNN. There's a TV channel called CNN. So common to all, nobody wants it, nobody can avoid it. So these four problems, which has got these three characteristics of CNN, will eventually come. So we can have all the money from whatever we are doing, but it will not protect us. But somehow or the other, it doesn't sink in us. We think, you know, that if we take life insurance and travel insurance 
and you know have enough money to retire then we will be happy but we know this in the history of mankind Prabhupada says there's not been any example where somebody has survived death so <clears throat> we have been talking so far about protection hmm? that the ultimate protector is the Lord and the subsidiary protectors are you know, things of those material nature and it is Prabhupada says as a matter of routine duty duty we should make those arrangements but ultimately be surrendered to the Lord but here comes the juice rather than focusing on the protection it is better to be focusing on the participation the Lord comes down from the spiritual world Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chaduskritam dharma samsthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. The Lord says that I descend from the spiritual world to the material world. Why? So that the devotees can participate in my Leela. You and I can participate in the Lord's Leela. And what is Lord's Leela? The Lord's Leela is so sweet and so uh, captivating that it attracts the devotees. The devotees relish Lord's Leela. Hmm? When we don't actually understand the tattva of the Lord's pastimes, you know, we can find the Lord's pastimes very amusing. Hmm? And a lot of times, you know, especially in my experience as well, you know, I come from a background when I didn't understand the philosophy before Krishna consciousness, but I still found the pastimes very amusing. But what Prabhupada has done to me, you know, by giving me the understanding of the philosophy, when you understand the philosophy to the pastime, what was amusing becomes amazing. Hmm? And there's a difference. Hmm? Amusing means, you know, I can enjoy the pastime, I can have some entertainment, some laughter, you know, Hindi me bolte maza agya. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But amazing is, you know, when you just get attracted to it to say, wow, this is, this is unreal. As in real, unreal, yeah, if you know what I mean. So like that. So, 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 so the Lord comes down to enact his pastimes which is amusing and amazing, enlightening and attracting, so that you and I can participate in that pastime. Because we are not in the spiritual world at the moment where the pastimes are eternally performed, the Lord out of his sheer sweetness comes down so that even in our conditioned stage, we can participate in his pastime and, and assist him as Nimit Mataram in expanding his message of love. So, when we are focusing on the protection, either the remedial you know, actions of the material world or whatever, protection can give us safety, but particip participation gives us satisfaction. Hmm? Protection gives us safety. Whereas participation gives us satisfaction. So it's better to be satisfied in whatever we have rather than feeling safe. You know? We all want to be happy. So therefore, you know, I'll conclude by saying that you know, there is this golden opportunity for us to participate in bhakti. Whatever is our intrinsic uh, uh, nature, you know, our ability, we should utilize it in Krishna consciousness. If we can speak, speak for Krishna. If we can cook, cook for the Lord. If you can sing, sing for the Lord. If you can dance, dance for the Lord. No, these uh, young girls were dancing so nicely for the Lord, so profusely, you know. Dance for the Lord. Hopefully it was for the Lord. <laughs> dance for the Lord. No? If you can make clothes, make clothes for the Lord. No? 
We make clothes for everybody, you know, if you are a machinist. Make it for the Lord. If you can <clears throat> do whatever, do it for the Lord and participate. And then comes the, uh, the bliss of Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> I was asked this question recently to say that, okay, I'm seeing all this, I'm doing all this, you know. Uh, recently I was on a Dham Yatra, right? And somebody asked me to say that, uh, you know, I can see all these things, but like how do, we, how do I tap into that nectar? How do I tap into that bliss? And my immediate response was, you know, to say that bhava comes from seva. Hmm? When we save the Lord, then we enjoy Krishna consciousness. Otherwise it can become a tourist, you know, uh, tourist activity when we go to the dham. So find some opportunity to save. And there is abundant service available. If we desire sincerely, uh, heartfully, the Lord will send us some service. And the Lord already has got some service for us anyway. It's just that a matter of revelation for us, yeah? So when we desire, the Lord will reveal to us. So, I will summarize that here, you know, Prahlad Maharaj is praying to the Lord um, to say that uh, people mistakenly take so many material remedies as their shelter, but none of them can save the people unless they are surrendered to you, Sharanagati. Prahlad Maharaj gave three examples. One was the boat, second was the doctor, Third one was the parents, actually in the reverse order, but in any case, you know, those three examples were given. Hmm? And Prabhupada also said that, declared it boldly, you know, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that my devotees will never perish. You know? So we have been given that guarantee that those who are surrendered to the Lord will not perish. You know? So we should tap into that. And then I concluded by saying that, you know, rather than focusing so much on the protection, leave that for the Lord to worry about. You know? Let's worry more about our participation, our service to the Lord. You know? When we do service, then we will be so busy in our enjoying Krishna consciousness that we don't have to worry about everything. Krishna will you know, somehow or the other protect us. And we know this with experience. At every single moment Krishna protects us. And that was the theme of my last lecture when I was, you know, uh, when I was speaking. And Prabhupada also says elsewhere, that the Lord protects everybody else anyway. No? The Lord protects the animals in the forest. No, their sustenance is the Lord only. So if the Lord is protecting everybody else, then why won't He protect us? No, it's just our faith may be weak. You know? So once we develop that faith, that the Lord is our ultimate protector, and engage in His service, then it becomes a complete and nice rounded package. Okay? So I've got 10 minutes to take some questions and answers, questions and comments and corrections. Yes, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Excellent class. Thank you, Prabhupada. So, what we need is surrender to bona fide spiritual master and serve him mm -hmm. as best as you can. Thank you. I surrender to the Guru, yeah. Bona fide. Prabhupada said he has to be bona fide, yeah. There are two types of Gurus. One is the real Guru and the other one is a King Guru. So, don't surrender to the King Guru. Surrender to the Guru. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, it's very, very nice class, Prabhuji, you, very nice points explained. Prabhuji, you concluded with uh, saying that uh, Seva will bring Bhava, but it's uh, very nice to hear, but what, what lacks us not to get satisfied even after doing Seva? We, that's what, after a few years of chanting, of few years of service, we still don't get that uh, protection or participation and that satisfaction. Yeah. Thank you, Prabhupada. Can you elaborate okay. on that? Yeah. So the question was, you know, that Seva brings Bhava, then sometimes, you know, the, although we do Seva, we don't get that, uh, no, that bliss in Krishna consciousness. So what is that inhibitor? Hmm? The answer is that the mood of our service. 
the mood of our excuse me the mood of our service can be twofold one i'm doing this service to get prestige you know, that i can give a nice lecture i can sing nicely i can cook the best food sometimes you know when devotees cook you know they will go around asking you know how was the prasadam in other words you know it's like you no know, i want you to know that i cooked you know like that so if the mood is self centered you know then the bliss might not be that you know uh, expansion but when the mood is genuinely to save the lord then uh, you know then that bliss comes and trust me i again have got you no know, several experiences on this <laughs> and and i'll and i'll share that in my own experience you know and my main server is to lecture sometimes i prepare the best of my lectures to my ability and i come and give the lecture and nobody appreciates it and sometimes when i'm not like fully prepared it's like krishna i don't have time you know like there's so many things and it's dragging to the last minute and i come and speak when i'm not fully prepared i get so many text messages to say the lecture was so nice so you know when the dependence is there on the lord then the right things happen and then you know you get rewarded by the lord but when we think we can pull it off on our own accord <laughs> without too much dependence on the lord then trust me no matter how much we prepare and do our seva the mood the, the bliss doesn't come and i'm sure all of you might have your own experiences as well you know whether you are cooking or making garland we might be the best of the people who make garland but when the mood is not right the flower just doesn't stick together hmm? but when the mood is right the flower not only st- sticks together but actually when you put it on the lord as well everything looks beautiful hmm? so the mood has to be there that my lord this is for you not for me so if we move away from self centeredness to lord centered then it all works out and i know what you mean because i've been there done that myself you know <laughs> it's like as i said we make mistakes but this is exact so this is exactly when robot counter that waste declared boldly that my devotee never perishes so even if time to time we have that ego of you know we have done well uh the lord will correct it that's the point it's not so much of an intentional mistake yeah we don't as devotees over time of course we don't go out to seek prestige but sometimes subtly it might come but those are the things at least in krishna consciousness we know that we now realize to say oh my god you know why did i expect that and we immediately correct ourselves yeah and how do we immediately correct ourselves that is exactly what is the chipram bhavati dharmatma vesh means the lord is sitting in the heart and he redirects us to say ah madhuranda once again yeah ah still looking for prestige oh my silly boy wake up so like that you know so he corrects us yeah i'm sure you have your own experiences yeah like that okay anybody else yes bro maybe we'll go this side first one this side one this side so it's a little balanced hari krishna prabhu ji thank you for the wonderful class thank you sir prabhu ji you mentioned at the start of the class <clears throat> how the uh, lord narsimhadev was angry with the demigods because they didn't protect maralan maharaj against the wrong doing so we see the same case in mahabharat when draupadi was being disrobed in the court uh, nobody protected her her only shelter was krishna so in that case was krishna also angry with the pandavas and whoever was there ah oh, very nice question yeah super nice no? this thing she has taken the example to another level you know so the lord was angry with the devatas for not protecting prahlad maharaj so similarly when the pandavas didn't protect uh, uh, draupadi you know was the lord angry with the pandavas let me say this we know that the lord was not happy with narsimhadev uh, was not happy with bhishmadev hmm? that is for sure hmm? and that is why bhishmadev you know met of course his death was glorious and he is a pure devotee of the lord but still to make the point that no matter how powerful you no know, why did why did the lord want uh, bhishmadev to fight on the opposite side 
to make the point that no matter how powerful you are, if you are on the wrong side, you're not going to win. Even if you are my pure devotee, but if you take the side of the wrongdoers, you're not going to survive, no matter how powerful. And in the entire battlefield of Kurukshetra, the most single powerful warrior is Bhishmadev. But he couldn't. But we can't say that he, no, he, we can't say, we have to be careful with Bhishmadev because again, as I said, once you understand the tattwa, the pastime becomes amazing, yeah? So Bhishmadev is a pure, he's one of the Mahajans. So we can't uh, uh, relate our mistakes with his so-called mistakes, yeah? Because the Lord also makes him do certain things, so on and so forth, yeah? In case of the Pandavas, was the Lord upset with him? I don't know the answer, but I do know that at one point in time when Arjuna had taken a vow that he will kill uh, Jaitarath, right? Before the sun sets and the sun was setting and Arjuna had not been able to kill him and the Lord, and then when Arjuna said, Oh uh, Krishna, the sun is about to set and I have not been able to annihilate Jayadharat and I had taken a vow that if Jayadharat, if I don't kill Jayadharat by end of the day then I will die myself, I will retire. So Arjuna said that I am in trouble now and Krishna said, what is wrong with you Pandavas? Why do you take such massive, substantial vows without thinking through? You know? yeah, think through. You didn't ask me before whether I should take this vow or not. Now you took this vow and now you are struggling and then now you are telling me. And we are like that uh, Arjuna as well time to time, right? We make our plans and when it doesn't work out, then we tell the Lord, yeah, we made all the plans but yeah, it's just not working out in my life, you know? Something, some mishap has still happened. And Krishna is smilingly from the altar says, Yeah, you should have told me your plan. <laughs> and I would have told you that this is my plan. <laughs> so, so we plan, we plan and the Lord also plans. So there is a contradiction sometimes in the two plans. So that's why I said, you know, for a devotee and Prabhu asks the same question. We should plan, we should pray to the Lord and present our plan to Him to say, please take this off, please sanction this. If you so desire, and I'll act accordingly. So always cross-check with the Lord. So Arjun was told by Krishna, yeah, you could have told me before, proactively rather than reactively. So coming back to your original question, was Krishna angry with the Pandavas for not protecting Draupadi? I don't know the answer. Anybody knows the answer? Yes, Prabhu, Mahatma Prabhu. You said very correctly, we want you to live. Hare Krishna. Uh, when Prabhupada was about to leave the body, devotees wanted that we want you to live for longer. So Srila Prabhupada said, all right, I'll ask Krishna. Mm. And uh, if Lord Krishna says, I can live more, mm. I will live. So he asked Lord Krishna and Lord Krishna said, if you want, you can live longer. Yeah. Okay. So. Anybody else? Yes. Hare Krishna Prabhu. How do we practically lose faith in the material remedies of life and have more faith in Krishna for protection? How do we practically lose faith in the material remedies and have faith in Krishna? That's the point I was saying that we don't have to lose faith in the practical, in the material remedies. We don't have to lose faith. If we have a toothache, don't lose the faith in the dentist. He's probably bound to cure us. So we don't have to, we don't have to, it's not that we have to lose faith in the material remedies. It is that we have to see the material remedies as a subordinate to the spiritual remedy. So if we have problems, see the experts, material experts are there to guide us. 
but we should know that the ultimate sanction protection is coming from the lord so if the lord is not willing to protect us then these experts will not be able to save us but if we have full faith in the lord's remedy then even if we don't have faith in the material remedy the lord will make material remedies in our life so no need to that's exactly the misconception that i was trying to eradicate no need to lose faith but see have faith as a dependence on the ultimate lord as the protector yeah there's a there's a nice example you know that i can think of it will take me a couple of minutes to explain but i will say it because that makes this point now this is not this is of course not from the scriptures you know but this is just still making the point you know a uh, a folk news let's say you know <clears throat> once there was this man uh who was devoted to the lord to some extent yeah sadaka and he was in a village and in the village you know it started pouring rain you no know? substantial rainfall and when the rain started coming you know people get started getting worried you now they started leaving you know their house because they feared that the flood water might rise too much and some fled and some people stayed stayed back you know? so it was raining more torrential every day and every night the rain water was rising and then the family members of this man they left the house asking him to join him because he said if you stay here you will die and the man responded by saying i am surrendered to the lord i am not going to flee like you i am going to survive the lord if he is there he will protect me so what he did he stood on top of the table where the waters were not reaching and he said the lord will protect me he is the only one left now and then it was raining more now he is all alone in isolation so as the water was rising he knew that he is going to drown and he said i am a devotee of the lord the lord will protect me so he went on to the roof and stood there now the waters can't reach him and he said now the lord will protect me why do i have to flee and it was raining more it was a small house right and it rained is raining more raining more raining more the waters reached the ceiling of the house and now he is thinking oh my god what is happening and when the waters when the water started drowning the house itself it reached the roof and somebody came with the helicopter before that somebody had even come with a boat when he was about to go on the roof somebody came with the boat and he said now the lord will protect me so when he reached the roof of the house and the water is you now reaching the roof of the house somebody comes with a helicopter to say mate you going to die come into the helicopter he said no i'm surrendered to the lord the lord will protect me and the water raised more and he neglected the offer of the helicopter the water raised more and eventually the house was sunk fully and including the man he drowned he died so when he raised the lord he said my i have been surrendered to you i had full faith in you you didn't protect me where is your guarantee of protection why did i die what did the lord say fool <laughs> <laughs> I sent you the family members who guided you to get out of the house because I knew you're going to drown. Then I sent the boatman. You still, you know, neglected it. And after all this you give me so much of headache. I had to send you a helicopter. You still neglected it. <laughs> who can be more fool like you that I gave you all these remedial measures but you never accepted it and now you are dead you're blaming me. So the remedial measures are not to be neglected was the point. If the helicopter has come to rescue you, you'll take the helicopter. Don't expect the Lord to appear all of a sudden to say, "Oh my Bhakta Vatsala, please come." He may do that. That he may also do. But we have to be so surrendered for him to do that. Otherwise, for sadhakas like us, neophytes, he will send the helicopter and the boat. So please accept it, <laughs> not neglect it. It's uh, it's an assistance from the Lord only, indirectly through His material nature. 
But so when the boat comes, when we are drowning, take it as the mercy of the Lord. And the Lord has arranged this person for us at this point in time to help us from the crisis. Yeah, get the point? Okay. So we'll park it here. I think you had one question. I've got two minutes left. Yeah. So how to tune one's mentality rather to get into this whirlwind of Pashyatap and go to Prashtita where I can take some action? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's a good question. You know, so how do we move away from just internally beating us every time for things that we have done wrong to taking some concrete external actions, you know, so that we don't repeat those, those, those things? What are some of the actions? The actions would be, well, first of all, I would think associate with the devotees. Hmm? When in my own ex experience, now when I associate with devotees, you know, in terms of reading Bhagavatam or chanting or discussing something, when I see their lifestyle, of how, you know, how do they take actions, what do they think, you know, what do they say, it inspires me to lift myself to one another level. And sometimes, you know, let's face it, sometimes we do mistakes that uh, we, know, we may not be able to reveal to others hmm, for the fear of losing confidentiality, you know? And we have this in our own community as well, right? There's so many people out there who seek counseling and we have got so many nice counselors as well. But we also know that if I can say this, or at least I don't know of any counselor in our community who is who is a devotee and a professional at the same time. So if you have a professional devotee counselor, that's the jackpot. But if you don't have either of the two, then we have to make the best of the best use of the bad bargain. Yeah, and a lot of times on the fear of being rejected, on the fear of being losing confidentiality, you know, we don't reveal to others our wrongdoings. And perhaps in future, you know, that gap might be breached, you know, when we get a professional devotee counsel like that. But in the meantime, we have got some people who are pretty experienced with this, so always. So, so those are the people who can guide us to move away from both, you know, Paschatap and Prayaschita, from the remorse, from the atonement, to Bhakti. Because bhakti itself is the remedial measure. Hmm? The, uh, the best atonement for anything that we have done wrong or thought wrong is bhakti itself. Hmm? So Krishna says, Sarva dharman parityaja maamekam sharnam raja aham tuam sarva papevyo. I will relieve you from all sinful reactions. What does Krishna mean by that? He, he means that, first of all, three things he means. First of all, that aham tuam sarva papevyo, of all the pap that we have done, sin that we have done, we do not need to be pure devotees to begin Krishna consciousness. So with the baggage of sin that we have come with, fine, continue Krishna consciousness from here only. No? So we may, be, uh, unqual we may be unqualified from bhakti, but we are never disqualified from bhakti. Yeah? So continue our Krishna consciousness with the baggage that we have done. And second point he makes is that, uh, that do for the sins that we have done, we do not need any other atonement before we begin Krishna Consciousness. So Krishna Consciousness itself is the atonement. Aham tuam sarva And third thing he says is that if you take on bhakti, even if we do unintentionally make some mistakes, he will protect us. So Prabhupada quoted this verse the most number of time, right? Sarva dharman parityaja. Because the point is, and good that you asked this question, because the final point about protection is that the Lord is there to protect us. Aham tuam sarva shami masucha. All the Lord requires us to do is asking us to come to Him. Hmm? So seek devotee association, seek guidance, seek counseling, reveal your heart to somebody that you trust.
and then we can move away from the internalization to the externalization. Yeah? Does that help? Okay. I'll pack it here. Then Tashin Bhagavatam Kija, Shilna Prabhupada ki.